Hi everyone, George here. Uh, I'm recording this intro with a little bit of a cold, so I apologize for the way I sound. Just wanted to keep you guys updated with what's happening moving forward with with um, Stoves, Toilets, and Balls. We're going to be moving to a monthly podcast. I don't know how that is exactly going to look when those episodes are going to be coming out, but uh, keep following us on social media. I'll keep you guys updated with the next episode's schedule. I love each and every one of you. Thank you so, so much for listening over the last eight weeks. It means the world to me. I hope we have lived up to your expectations of what an obscure sports podcast can be. Thank you so much, guys. Hope you enjoy this one. We'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Welcome back to Thumbs, Toes, Toilets, and Balls, your least favorite podcast about obscure sports from around the world. Joining us today are two sex symbols of the 90s, Justin Rapoli and Zach Bettis. How are you guys? I'm doing well, man. And uh, for the record, I was like three years old by the time the 90s ended. <laughs> I wasn't even born in the 90s, but I oh, am fantastic. Oh my God, so young. <laughs> nah, we're doing great, man. Happy to be here. Thanks for being here, guys. Appreciate it. Don't you guys just hate when you're, when you're rock climbing and your shirt's wrinkled? Oh my oh, god! Absolutely, dude. yes. It's like the worst thing in the world. It's almost as worse. It's almost as bad as when you're whitewater rafting and your pants aren't pressed, right? Dude, yeah, uh, it, that's, yeah. It's just it's it's embarrassing, dude. Like it's a bad look for everybody involved. For everyone involved, you and all your friends, right? Well, thank God that extreme ironing <laughs> came on the scene. No fucking way. <laughs> Extreme ironing, also called EI, is an extreme sport in which people take ironing boards to remote locations and iron items of clothing. Oh. That's that's incredible. I so, want to be a part of this sport because so, that sounds really, really fascinating. All right, so now I know what two-thirds of what REI stands for, you know, the store. <laughs> Recreational extreme ironing. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> According to the Extreme Ironing Bureau... Extreme ironing is, quote, the latest danger sport that combines the thrills of an extreme outdoor activity with the satisfaction of a well-pressed shirt. You know, I like it. That's, you know, it's it's trendy. It's sexy. You look sexy doing it, probably. We won't I, know until we try. I, I guess. guess so. Yeah, absolutely. It could be a little dangerous, but, you know, it's still still very much fun <laughs> and very sexy, of oh, course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the sexiest of the extreme sports. Some locations where such performances have taken place include a mountainside of a difficult climb, a forest, in a canoe, while skiing or snowboarding, on top of large bronze statues, in the middle of a street, underwater, in the middle of the M1 motorway, which is like the main interstate in England, I believe, in a Karen cycle race, I'm not sure what that is, while parachuting... Under the ice sheet of a frozen lake, the performances have been conducted by solos or by groups. So what I want to know is how how are they ironing while they're snowboarding? Is is the ironing board on a separate snowboard right in front of them? No way. I see you nodding over there. N- sorry, I was nodding as as I was. Oh, okay, okay. Um, no, most of the time they attach it to themselves. Interesting. And when they okay. skydive or parachute, how does that even work? They're just like it's strapped onto them. 
So they're just ironing it like, the, okay. No, no, not like on their chest. Like it's in front of them. It's so like they're a, just it's holding like, it out. It's like and a desk. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So wait, hold on. Hold the phone. We're not talking about, we're not talking about, you said underwater, right? Mm-hmm. How, how does that work? So I really want to know. I wanted to know how all of it worked because power, right? Yeah. Like electricity. So and, they make yeah. wire, like cordless irons. And I guess some irons work underwater. Interesting. Okay. Or it's very possible that they're not actually ironing and they've taken an iron underwater and are doing the motions of ironing. See, that was my first thought as well, but I don't know. I feel like, okay, okay, obviously, as everybody knows, ironing uses, you know, heat and steam and everything to iron the clothes. How is that a metric that you can measure underwater? Does it, everything's does it look wet. pressed? Yeah, is it like, not wrinkled that's anymore? Fair, that's yeah. fair. Good point. If, if it, and if it's completely wet, it's probably not wrinkled. Yo. Yeah, that probably just oh. fixes the problem as is. <laughs> you just put it underwater. Well, I steam it when you can just take it 40 meters under the ocean, right? R- right, Dude, right. My mind is blown right now. Extreme ironing was invented in 1997 in guess where else it could be but Leicester, England. I think <laughs> n- we've done eight episodes now, and I think one or two of them haven't been invented in England. <laughs> By oh, resident man. Phil Shaw in his back garden. Shaw came home from what he recalls as a hard day at the Leicester Knitwear Factory. Oh, too many sweaters. Oh, man. Shaw had a number of chores to do, including ironing. Ah, okay. I see where this is going. Preferring the idea of an evening out rock climbing, he decided to combine the two activities into a new extreme sport. In June 1999, two years later... Shaw, who uses the nickname Steam, embarked Ooh. on an international tour to promote the activity. This seems promising, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with, absolutely. With a nickname like Steam, like how how can you go wrong with that? You know, can't stop a locomotive. Oh, dude, <laughs> that's fire! I like that. The stops included the United States, Fiji, New Zealand, Australia, and South Africa. An encounter with German tourists in New Zealand led to the formation of a group called quote Extreme Ironing International. And the German Extreme Ironing Section, GEIS. This sport has yet to be popularized in North America. I can't wait till it's popularized here. It could be us. I it was going to say, it's going to be us. It, it's not could be us, it's going to be us. Where, where's our Where's our first thing? We need to start off with a bang. Oh man, I'm thinking, okay. We can rent, we can rent kayaks at Twin Lakes, right? Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know about you, but my t-shirt under here, under here is pretty wrinkly, looking pretty rough. I say... Right now, after right after we stop recording this, you, me, Twin Lakes, kayaks, ironing board. You get the picture. I do get the picture. <laughs> I also get that it's less than fifty degrees outside right now. That's the extreme part. I thought it would be the kayaks, but <laughs> sure, the the temperature can also be extreme. Why don't you kick it up a notch and go jet skiing? And try oh, ooh. that would act, that would be it, that would be extreme, but it. With the cold weather, it'd be even more extreme. Exactly. So it's double trouble. Yeah. There you go. There you go. As extreme ironing has branched off, the conditions can gain an extreme activity. For example, a branch of ironing has been developed that includes both bungee jumping and well-pressed clothing. Interesting. I'm just trying to picture that at this point. <clears throat> okay. The un- bungee jumping part is very 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, that's out of it. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think you might be right. I, I think I did see a, a clip where they had the ironing board like strapped to their chest. Because I'm like, trying to picture how they would do it holding out if they're just like. Yeah. No. Uh, most of them have created some sort of way to like wear the ironing board. Okay. Oh, so it's like it's like a part of the, like their clothing already. Right. Their, okay. It's either like on their chest and they're ironing as such, like with the iron against their chest, or it's like in front of them, like it's a desk and they're ironing. So, so going back to the the skydiving part for a little bit, mm-hmm. if they're trying to do something like that and they're like, <laughs> like <laughs> I, I don't even, I don't know, I'm, I don't even, I, that just blows my mind. Like, I cannot believe that's actually a thing, or people would try doing that. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So, okay, <clears throat> okay. So, on doing it, doing it underwater or even skydiving to an extent, I can understand because you're able to kind of either, you, you know, you're able to either remain still or in a very like. Um, what's the word for it? Like kind of, I don't want to say like static um, kind of way of movement, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, if you're underwater, you're, you're staying still underwater. If you're skydiving, you're pretty much just falling. So, you know, there's not a lot of very uh, variability there. Bungee jumping though, I feel like you're getting whipped around so much with, by the cord and whatnot. I want to know how that works. Strap it on tight, baby. <laughs> I think that's all it is. That's fair. That's fair. The sport gained international attention in 2003 after a documentary entitled Extreme Ironing, Pressing for Victory was produced by Britain's Channel 4 by WAG TV. The program followed the British team's efforts and eventual bronze and gold placings in the first Extreme Ironing World Championships in Germany. A side story looked at the rivalry between the EIB, the Extreme Ironing Bureau, and the breakaway group called the Urban Housework Group. Who were trying to establish their own extreme sport based around vacuum cleaning? Oh, that now that sounds kind of cool. That does sound cool. I mean, extreme it's vacuuming. It's like every middle-aged mom's dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The extreme ironing world championships have five categories. Any 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 stabs here before I say? Ooh, okay. I want to say. <clears throat> oh man, what was I gonna say? I guess just you know, wrinkle free has got to be one category. Mm-hmm. You know, clean, you know the cleanliness of, you know, you know because you you can you know you can get up there, you can you can you can walk the walk, you can talk the talk. But if your shirt or pants, if they're not pressed, if they're not looking as good as your competitors, I feel like it's got to dock some points, right? The time it takes to do it. Oh yeah, and the how smooth you are doing it. Yeah. Are you are you like? Are you like an animal trying to get it done, or are you just like? Oh yeah, are you going for style points? You put here on the or? headphones and you're just you're vibing like yeah, yeah exactly, having, having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to tell you, you're a little bit off. the The categories are based on location. Oh, okay. That okay. is such a trip. Yeah. I would never have guessed that. Oh no, yeah, same. Okay. So first we have the urban category, which is involved ironing in slash on slash around a broken down car. That's urban. <laughs> of all things. <laughs> so in, around, or on a broken down car. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome, sweet. Water. A fast flowing river was the location for this station. Competitors could use surfboards, canoes, or rubber rings to help them. So I saw one of a guy just floating down a river, standing on a surfboard, holding an ironing board and ironing a shirt. <laughs> now, no, I feel like I've seen a video on this somewhere. I feel like now it's now it's all starting to come together. Uh-huh. I feel like I've seen this before. I feel like I've seen this exact is this exact thing in like on a motivational poster that like your middle aged mom's gonna post on Facebook saying like super moms we can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
Number three, forest. Ironing at the top of a tree or in a forest. The redwoods in California. Oh, someone that, man. that would go kind of with the rock climbing, but oh, instead yeah. tree climbing. So you go all the way up, and you're just like, I'm just going to go up here and iron some That'd stuff. That would be a great place for it. You too. could sleep up there and everything. Yeah, yeah. good. It's yeah. like a camping trip. Yeah. In a tree. Exactly. You have a tree house. They're there big you enough go. that you could Boom. probably just find a little spot and put down a sleeping bag. Exactly. Yeah. Lauda. Which is the purpose-built climbing wall, which iron, iron, ironists had to climb and iron a T-shirt. So, climbing. Okay, I gotcha. And finally, freestyle, the section where anything goes. <laughs> so, that's where you can go all out and go Get crazy. Get Exactly. Yep. Oh, man. Some notable achievements in the sport of extreme ironing. Oh, yes. In 2003, John Roberts and Ben Givens from Gloucestershire and Shetlandham. Gloucestershire has come up on this podcast before. Oh, I'm sure. I think that might be cheese rolling, actually. Oh, man. I hope so. And also Christopher Allen Jowsey, whose nickname was Boots, from Newcastle, ironed a Union Jack just above the uh, Everest base camp. Oh, So man. they took the British flag to the base camp of Everest and ironed it. That's pretty hardcore. I, I mean, like going that. up there is hard enough, but... Going up there to iron too. Yeah. Exactly. That's like a goat, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. What in the world? This is believed to be the world record altitude for the sport. Uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not even gonna test that. I guarantee it. <laughs> That's crazy. It's seventeen thousand eight hundred and fifty feet. That's it. Holy holy moly. Dude, that's insane. <laughs> well, wait, so if they're if they're in a helicopter before they skydive and they do it up there, would that count? Or would that be would that be different? I don't think helicopters go up to 17,000 feet. They don't go that high? I don't think so. Okay. I could be wrong. But I, I'm not totally sure either, but I'm just thinking if they were skydiving from a high high range and they yeah. started doing it before they jumped, I don't know if that would count or not. I think you skydive between like five to 10,000 feet. Okay. I think okay. anything higher than that is like specialist skydiving. Okay. Like you need like oxygen tanks okay. and stuff. I think. That, that, that makes sense. That, that makes sense. Um. Yeah, because I think planes like airliners are like 20,000 feet okay i think something like that i'm not a big aviation guy no neither am i in 2003 the rowenta trophy what's that you ask what the rowenta yes what is that george tell us the rowenta trophy was created by the french company group seb who makes household appliances in 2003 they hear about the sport they're like get us in on that and they sponsor a trophy (laughs) Oh, there you go, dude. That's it. <laughs> so they call it the Rowenta Trophy, and it was won first in 2003 by a group from South Africa by ironing across a gorge at the Wolfberg Cracks. Dude, that is some dedication to your craft right there. I yeah. respect that. I've just, I've got mad respect for that. Yeah, that is insane. How big? <laughs> do you know how big the gorge is? I don't. I don't. We can look it up, though. I mean, just the fact that it's a gorge is already crazy. Yeah, but. yeah dude. In 2004, the EIB traveled to the U.S. on the Rowenta tour to recruit additional ironists and ironed at Mount Rushmore, New York City, Boston, and Devil's Tower. Oh, yeah. All parts of the United States. Oh, man. Iconic high landmarks. Although, I guess New York City and Boston are (laughs) a high landmark. (laughs) I guess it depends on where you go. That's true. New York City's got some high places. Mm -hmm. In March 2008, a team of 72 divers... Simultaneously, ironing underwater set a new world record for number of people ironing underwater at once. 72 guys in scubas <laughs> ironing underwater. Dude, that's 
you're never going to see that. No, you're else. never going to see that again. Yeah, that's incredible. And honestly, so <clears throat> going into this, I thought this I thought this was just going to be some just super small obscure. I mean, it is small and obscure, but 72 seems like more than I thought that we're going to be participating in something like this. It's you know a lot I mean? of people. It's a lot of people. A lot of people. Imagine you're having a bad vacation and you just walk on people doing this. You're like, wow. Exactly. Now this is like the best vacation ever. Exactly, dude. Yeah, you're on you're on like the fucking island of Bora Bora or something like that. You what know, are it's these people doing? All weekends. You know, I don't know. Your wife left you. You're just really upset. You're just like, I don't even know. Your I wife's don't... giving you crap for having a wrinkled shirt. You're exactly. Just like, you just exactly, throw it in the water. Dude. Hey, take care of this one. Exactly. <laughs> Fine. You want me to iron? Give me my scuba gear. <laughs> January 10th, 2009, 128 divers, including six free divers, which is diving without scuba gear, you're just holding your breath, attempted to break the previous world record, managing to confirm 86 divers ironing within a 10-minute period. Man, so remember when I said you were never going to see more than 72 people doing that? No, yeah, I was wrong. You made me eat eat those words. That was straight cap, as the kids say. (laughs) (laughs) May 1st, 2010, a group of divers in Key Largo, Florida, attempted to claim the record. The event was part of the Conk Republic Days in the Florida Keys and was attempted by Keys Divers Silent World Dive Center and Captain Slate's Atlantis Dive Center. The attempt took place at the historic site of the Christ of the Abyss Key Largo Dry Rocks. I don't think they beat the record, though. Ah, uh, I mean... I didn't get any numbers on it. Maybe they did, and there's just no numbers, but... Who's you know who's to say at this point? I mean, I wish I wish them all the best. You know, I hope they did. Good effort. Good yeah. effort. Great I'd effort. Yeah. See it. In 2012, extreme ironing pioneer Steam came out of retirement. Oh, bro, oh. Steam, let's go. Steam is back to take on a new challenge and run the Hastings Half Marathon in March, <laughs> wearing an ironing board and pressing garments the entire way. I would have loved to see that. Oh, Steam, what a guy. Oh, my goodness. That's incredible. We love you, Steam. I can just picture someone running with an ironing board. (laughs) (laughs) The activity rose high enough in the world to land an appearance on a long-running soap opera, East Enders. I don't know if you – I've never heard of this before, but – It sounds familiar. I couldn't tell you anything else about about it, though, other than that. The August 2nd, 2004 episode featured a reference to the then-current altitude record holders, the Hot Plate Brothers. (laughs) Wait a minute, what's their story? I couldn't tell you. That's fair, that's fair. As the party-loving Kat and Zoe Slater are preparing to go out, they are invited to the launch party at Angie's Den, where celebrities, including the brothers, are supposed to appear. I haven't seen the episode, but that that was a recap of it. Amazing. And it's also mentioned in Netflix's show Dino Girl. Gakuko, season one, episode six. Very specific. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Very I like cool. it. Tell me more. I'm just kidding. I wish I could, but that's <laughs> nah, all I good, have. That's good. extreme ironing, guys. Dude, oh my gosh. What what a trip. What a journey we've been on together today. Two questions. Mm-hmm. Why is this so cool, and how can I do this myself? It's cool because, um, you know, it takes a mundane activity that we don't like to do and combines it with, Life-changing opportunities. You and know, I like that. Yeah. I love that. I like the sound I of would that. love to jump aboard on this. Honestly, to answer yeah. your second question, we can go to Walmart after this, get some cordless irons, get cracking. <laughs> just go to town. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm down for that. It is 
one of two pieces of gear you need. We have to get ironing boards. I don't own an ironing board. I, I don't even own an ironing board, but I think I want to become no, a, a have, rightful owner of one now. Mm-hmm. I know exactly, dude. This is this has just changed my this has changed my whole world. I feel I feel like a better man knowing that this sport exists. <laughs> it is Thanks. served it has served us well. It has served us very well. Thanks for being here, guys. Of course. Of Thanks course. for having us, George. Thanks for everyone for listening. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at TTTBpod. That's TTTBpod. And send us an email at thumbs, toes, toilets, balls, podcast at gmail.com. If you have a recommendation for an obscure sport you'd like to hear more about, join us back in January for episode nine. We'll see you then. Bye.